What's going on, everybody? This is Ballers on Tap. I'm your host, E. Kel, sitting here with the co-host. KK, what it is, what it do, what it ain't. Whatever that means. So, we're happy to be back. It's definitely been a little bit since we've done one of these. Of course, you know, life gets in the way. Lots of big changes for uh, both of us going on, which we'll touch on those here in the not-too-far future. But, we're back like I said, a lot's happened since we've been gone. NFL playoffs have started. We went all the way through college football playoffs and actually just had the national championship, which, of course, is going to be the main highlight of the show today. That being said, this is Ballers on Tap. You know, with it being our first one in a while, figured we'd go local today. So, KK, tell people what we're drinking. All right. Well, our local brewery today is uh, Red Hair. They're out of Marietta, Georgia. And today we got Long Day Lager. Which it has been a long day. <laughs> it actually was awarded the 2017 U.S. Open Beer Championship. It won the gold in All that. Right. Um, as far as descriptions of this beer, it's 5% alcohol by volume. So pretty... Uh, standard. Pretty, yeah, pretty pretty standard, yeah. A description of the beer is biscuity, <laughs> grassy, and easy drinking. Yeah, because, so. you know, <laughs> when I wake up in the morning, I love my grassy biscuits. Yeah, so I'm really curious. to. I don't know if that's just kind of terms because of the hair that they use on I'm, the can, I'm the, thinking the rabbit. The, I'm thinking the grassy has to be, like, hoppy or something. It could be, but, I mean, it's just a standard ale, though. I wouldn't think it'd be too hoppy. That's true. And usually, I mean, the more hoppier a beer is, it's usually a little bit stronger as far as alcohol. This is only 5%. But I've never actually had any red hair. I see it all over the store. It's all over. I've never had anything. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a local place. I mean, the can has a really cool kind of mural on the side of a, a red hair, a rabbit looking out over the Atlanta skyline, which is pretty awesome. So, I mean, it's definitely a local local brew over here, like we said, in Marietta. So, that being said, let's, uh, let's give it a try. So, just first off, how's it smell? It smells good. It, um, it has a... It doesn't have anything too funky in it. <laughs> Like it's not a IPA or it's it's not anything like real hoppy. It's you know it smells like a standard light beer in my opinion. Yeah, with there's a little bit more aroma of hops than like a Miller Light or Bud Light. Oh, especially Bud Light. That's just straight <laughs> water, but yeah, definitely more in Bud Light. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, it's pretty smells like straight beer. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try it out. See how this goes. Okay, so what I get from this is a really dumbed down as far as kind of bitter flavor IPA. It's like I almost get like it's it's an IPA, but at the same time it's really not as hoppy, kind of, kind of dumbed down. Yeah, that's in my opinion. I think that's where the grassy subscription, like the grassiness, comes from. It it tastes. I agree with you. It tastes like a more mellow. It's not quite as bitter. I think it's easier to drink. Um, the biscuity part. I'm not gonna lie. It it's almost <laughs> like have you ever had any like wheat beers, like wheat. Yeah, beer? yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of taste that a little bit, and I think that's where the the biscuit description comes from it could it um as far as yeah like you said it, it is really easy to drink it almost for me it almost handles like a light beer yeah and ordinary light beer with a little bit of hops in there that that's fair it's more taste than your mass produced yeah you know the big ones across the country but i think it's i think it's more uh like the general public would like it more than, you know, a lot of these craft brews that 
go like kind of too funky with yeah. their stuff. I and think we've definitely tried those. I always <laughs> think of like, okay, well, my dad drink this, and he's like <laughs> Coors, Miller, Bud Light, whatever. I I think this would be fine. Yeah, this is actually it's a really good beer. Uh, I'm thinking maybe maybe it's called it's called Long Day because. After a long day of work, you just come yeah. back and you can pound these back. Because they are a light beer. They're not heavy. You this can, is really easy to drink. Yeah. If they... They should only sell these in six packs, but they kind of up the quantity on that. That would definitely be a beer. It's like, hey, I'm going to... Oh, yeah. 12 I can pack see of long days. 12, 12 or 18 of these in the fridge for yeah, the weekend. 12 pack of long days. That's that's yeah. kind of kind of a cool slogan right there. I just I got some that. long days. I can but, see that. So, yeah. All right. So, scale of 1 to 10... I'd probably go a seven and a half. I'm it's about, a, it's a good say, tasting beer. It's just there's nothing crazy about it. But I'd about to say I'd give it a seven. Like it's like there's not really enough flavor to make it distinct. Where okay, yeah. I know that's a a red hair long day. Like I said, it's more flavor than the standard light beers, but it's not enough to like really be different. Yeah, but I give it a seven because it is. I mean, I could drink these all night. Like, it tastes good. It's got a flavor to it. It's not watered down. It's definitely got flavor to it, and they're just easy to drink. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's refreshing. I'll give it that. Like, I would, you know, some of these real strong ones we've tried. I'm like, okay, I can only drink about two of these. Like, some of the yeah. scotch ales and stuff. This one, I can definitely sip on these all night. So, I'll give it, I'll give it a seven. All right, so a seven and a half and a seven. So, <laughs> seven, seven and a quarter. Yeah, we got on the long day lager by Red Hair. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna drink my drink my portion of these tonight. So, that being said, KK, what's the uh, first topic of the day? Well, like you said earlier, we gotta talk about the national championship game that just happened two days ago on Monday. Today is Wednesday the ninth. First impressions, as far as when you're wa- you're watching this game, what did you think? <clears throat> All right, so I'll, I'll give you my first impressions. They definitely my impressions switched from first half to second half. So the first half, I thought it was still Bama's game, and here's why: <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Like we're not gonna go play by play or anything. But just let's just say opening up the game, Bama stopped Clemson. They went on they went three and out, first possession of the game. I was like, Oh, here we go. You know, <laughs> Clemson's offense has been lighting people up all year. Nope, here we go. Here's a real defense. So Bama stopped him three and out. Then Bama gets the ball. And Tua throws a pick six. But and I wasn't really rooting for either team. Just my observations, I thought Tua actually, I still had confidence in him because he threw that pick six. It was a great play by the by the corner because he slipped through those two receivers. I mean, he's almost hiding behind their backs, yeah. and it's like a basketball player splitting the double team. That's exactly what it looked like. He slipped in between the two receivers for Bama and just picked it off and was off to the races. And Tua looked really calm and collected after that. He was. That was one of those that almost looked like backyard football. Like, yeah, yeah, dang, he did, just, I just, he, he doesn't get rattled. Yeah, like, he got it. That's all on me. And you saw him saying that. He's patting himself on the chest. He's like, that's me. That's me. You know, so it's like, okay, they, he knows that's on him. That was just a, a bad pass, a great defensive play. And he didn't look rattled at all. So then, you know, Clemson's up 7 nothing. Next series, you know, Bama gets the ball right back. Tua throws for a touchdown. So I'm like, all right. Here we go. Now it's a now it's a shootout. He's back. And then Clemson looked good, and they're just going back and forth, back and forth. And that first half, even though Clemson was still up, you know, I'm like, well, Bama's a second-half team. You know, the last two times Georgia's been up on them, going into halftime, we end up losing the game. So I was like, all right, I, I think Bama's going to come out and probably start making waves the second half. But their offense did look slow, even – I mean, they had a couple quick scores, but their offense didn't look great. But I expected that second half for it to take off. That being said, second half was a whole different ball game. I think Clemson dominated them the second half, offensively and defensively. 
I've never seen Bama's offense look that bad in the Saban era, probably. So, and that's what, you know, we've said on here, all right, you got Saban has a real quarterback finally, and they look terrible. Like, Tua threw one pick. I mean, he just threw it straight to the safety. Yeah, like, it was a ter- it, it, terrible it was, overthrow. Yeah, he just overthrew it. And, I mean, safety did not have to make a play. I could have caught that. It just dropped into his hands. So, yeah, that second half, it was Clemson's ball game. No question about it. Really impressed with their quarterback. Really impressed with their running back. Like, they were, you know, they were just manhandling Bama. So, congrats to Clemson. But, like I said, first half, I was I still – Going into halftime, I thought Bama was going to make a run. And by about halfway through the third quarter, I was like, all right, this is not happening. So, well, I mean, what were what were your thoughts? Well, watching the game, uh, I mean, I've just – we've, as far as almost all of America, has never seen a Nick Saban team get bullied like that. And the thing with for America and for me – is we all like to see the bully get pushed around every once in a while. Well, that don't happen for Nick Saban. Like, it, it never has. But to see them just dominated from, I mean, it started from the first play of the game. That pick six really took Clemson, like, got Clemson up and going, and they didn't look back. And I'm, I'm with you, too. I was like, all right, Clemson, like, you guys are up, but just believe me, we, we know we're Georgia fans. Alabama's going to come back in the second half. And they didn't. They drove down. <clears throat> they had a terrible fake field goal um, that Nick Saban had. They had two turnovers on downs in the red zone. They just couldn't score. And then Clemson didn't stop scoring. And they nope. just kept being aggressive. It was – and you can tell it by the Alabama players. They were like, this isn't yeah. – this isn't Bama. This, I mean, that, that one play – This they, isn't us. They threw it out to the – wide receiver on the right side Clemson did and where he he bumped with the corner and the corner got hurt yeah and went fell. down mm-hmm. and that receiver caught it Took it wasn't off. it wasn't even a spin move he just kind of cut it back inside yeah. and just left all of Bama's defense I was like that's any other game of the year that's not scoring a touchdown I don't think but I and, think at that point Bama was just so mentally defeated and to me that was that was when I realized like like damn Clemson really is going to do this because they just got the ball back after stopping from Alabama, starting that that uh, second half, and they went and did that. And just how lucky the throw was, Trevor Lawrence really just kind of threw it up. Yeah, it wasn't no like great throw, and he caught it. And he just, of course, got kind of lucky. His defender fell, but yeah, when I saw that, I was like, Clemson's really gonna do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they just never let up. The <clears throat> what? What's their running back's name? Travis Etienne. Yeah, Etienne. Yeah. Man, he looked like a boss in that game. They could yeah. not take him down. And they were they were saying it that last year he was a speed back. This year he's really kind of become a power back. He put on some muscle. And you saw it. I mean, he would have two or three guys trying to tackle him. And he was just kind of bouncing off everybody. They couldn't bring him down. I mean, he had a huge game, especially in that first half when they just needed to punch in some some easy goals. Or easy goals. Goal. <laughs> <laughs> some easy touchdowns. <laughs> So they were I was already thinking about that field goal, but <laughs> they they were giving him the ball and letting him take it in. So I think that really helped them. Yeah. Saban I don't know. I know obviously in the national championship game he puts in hurts and it's like, all right, he's taking a risk here and it worked out. But I mean some of those plays where it was early in the first half and he's going for it on fourth down, and it's like, all right, do you Really need to be going forward on fourth well, see, down. I think he he saw the writing on the wall. He's like, we can't stop this team. I mean, yeah, because I agree that yeah, in the first half he's going for it on fourth downs, like in his own yeah. side of the field. Yeah, I was like, damn, what? Of course, I mean, they were able to convert all of them, but and then it's still he he knows he knew what was going on, and he yeah. said, we're going to have to have to we're going to have to score every drive. And that's I think one thing that's scary is we've seen it. Of course, this offense has been great with Tua, but we've never before this we've never really relied on Bama's offense to win them games. You know they've always been a defensive team under Saban. You know they have the best D line, the best backfield. Like 
we know Bama's defense, that's where, you know, they make their money. And that's what was so scary about this game is they let Clemson put up 40 points on them like they were any other team. So that's – I did not think it was going to be that high of a score. I thought it might, you know, high 20s, maybe low 30s if it was a shootout. I didn't expect, you know, somehow Bama's offense to be held to 16 points and let Clemson get up as high as they did. I mean, I had Alabama winning by two touchdowns. I mean, you had, you had – if you would ask me before the game started, I was like, yeah, Alabama's probably going to win by at least 10. And that's just how I felt for because for, how dominant they've looked all year. And Clemson has looked good, but I wasn't completely sold on them. I didn't think Trevor Lawrence was. Well, no, nobody was. It's like, all yeah. right, their schedule wasn't that great. Whatever. I, like, people thought, you know, the Georgia-Bama game was going to be, like, the game again this year. That, okay, they beat us. That was the big game. And now it's going to be, you know, kind of easy for them here on out. We knew Clemson was good, but not – hey, we really do have the high-powered offense, and our defense is going to be able to lock you down. Yeah. And that's the thing. Tua, like I said, after he threw that first pick, I thought he still looked confident, but then it's almost like he was trying to force stuff that just wasn't wasn't there. If you like all of that overthrow, interception. And then <laughs> the point where I, I really knew it was over with, it was late in the third quarter, and Bama was maybe on their twenty. And it was fourth and four. And they had two to run it. I mean, it wasn't a scramble. It was a straight give two of the ball, let him run it. And he got about three yards. Turnover on downs. That was kind of their last chance. They were on their side of the yeah. field. Or they on Clemson's side of the field. It was their last chance to... It's like, okay, if they scored a touchdown right here, this might be a game. Once, once he didn't get it on the fourth and four in the third quarter, because it was right at the end of the third quarter, I was like, all right, that's it. That's it. So, I mean, what are your kind? Of, what are your takeaways from the game? For one, I mean, I just really feel like. Well, I don't want to say Alabama underperformed, but because you, that's kind of just taking credit away from Clemson. But yeah, I just didn't realize Clemson is on. Now I feel like right now Alabama is on Clemson. I mean, Clemson is on Alabama's level. I, I feel that, that that performance showed me that Dabo has his program right there at Alabama. With They have great recruiting classes. And just be able to match up physically on the field. Because we've never, we've never seen that. Like I said earlier, we've never seen that from Alabama. They don't get beat like that. And when they lose, it's, it's always close games. Nothing like that. And in this stage, in this national championship stage. And another side of I don't know what Nick Saban was doing. I mean, the fake field goal was terrible. Um, I don't know if the preparation what preparation wasn't always all there for the players, or they just kind of thought they were gonna. Oh, it's Clemson. They got a freshman quarterback. We're just gonna kind of walk in. I was just kind of disappointed in, as far as in Alabama, but it also could be Clemson just played so much better, and they are so much better, but. Oh, all in all, I enjoyed the game because I'm an Alabama hater, and yeah. I'm you know soon Clemson keeps winning, I'll be a Clemson hater. Even though I, I do love Dabo Swinney, he I, I will he, say that he's the man. Watching so, his post, watching his post game, I remember watching it uh, two years ago when they won, and just watching it. So you know he, he's just he's so humble. He's just really just kind of just laid back. I would love to play for him. I that's really would. that's what I was about to say, and that's what I've heard people say. One, they were showing the two teams before the game in the tunnels. You know, Saban, business, business. you know, he's like, doesn't want his team getting excited, wants everybody just kind of calm and collected. And Dabo, they show them, and he's like hyping his guys up. He's wanting them to, you know, come ready to play, and it just looks like a more fun atmosphere, right? And then, yeah, post-game, he's sitting there. He's, you know, celebrating with his team. Saving even if he would have won that, he would have been like, "Up, oh, good to have this one." But <laughs> you know, tomorrow starts recruiting for next year. Like that's the thing. It's like if you're a player, if you're a 17, 18 year old kid in high school, right? 
And let's just say both of these programs truly are on the same level, you know, instead of, okay, Bama is a step above everybody else. So let's say these two are really are on the same level. Who would you rather go play for? And that's everybody I've been talking to is like, man, I would just much rather go play for Dabo. Like, yeah, he's going to get into you when you're messing up, but when you're doing well, he's going to, you know, be right there celebrating with you where Saban looks like, I mean, kind of puts himself on a pedestal above the rest of the program. It feels like it's kind of that Bill Belichick effect. Like, yeah, the team won on to the next one. I'm not really part of the team. Like I just kind of put everybody in, in their place. I don't know. I mean, if I was a 17 year old kid and I'm going on visits. Yeah. If I had to choose between Bam or Clemson, I'd choose Clemson. Yeah. I mean, Dabo just looks like the atmosphere is better. And, and granted, now you have a true freshman quarterback who's won a national championship. Their receiver, oh, is it Justin Ross? Yeah, What's he's next? a true freshman. Yeah, he's a true from, freshman. So from I, Alabama. So I think that team's going to be solid for a couple years here on out, and the atmosphere just looks better. Yeah, just just watching. I, I kind of knew this um, end of the year, just kind of to wrap this up. As far as the college football landscape right now, I think it's um, – I mean, in, in no particular order. I think you have Clemson, Bama, and Georgia, and then you have everybody else. Yeah. As far as these three teams, they're continue continuing to recruit top five classes. Of course, Bama is top two classes pretty much every year. Yeah. Um, and this year, Alabama and Georgia are both one and two. So they continue to progress. They continue to get the the best players, and it's starting to show on the field. I mean. You know, Georgia last year we went to the national championship, and this year we were just shy of the playoffs. Yeah, of being in that. Um, so I think it's those three teams and everybody else. And now they just released the the Las Vegas, Vegas odds yeah. for next year, and it, the one, two, three. Georgia's at eight, eight to one. I want to say Bama's at five to two, and um, Clemson's seven to four. Yeah, as far as the odds, so. It kind of just shows you there that they know. Now, real quickly, this is the only other thing I've heard a couple people talk about. I'm not saying are they that much better than we thought, but does that game make you rethink any of the hate towards Notre Dame after the Clemson game? Is it like, okay, well, maybe Notre Dame did belong in the playoffs, and maybe Clemson really is was just that much better. No, I don't think it does. Well, just the way just the way it was. I mean, Clemson play, played a pretty average game against Notre Dame. I mean, nothing was great. I mean, they just played so well against Alabama. They got so up for it, and I'm sure that I'm sure against Notre Dame. I mean, a coach can watch film. It's like we're better than these guys, so we can pretty much call 50 percent of the playbook, and I think we'll be all right. And again, just the, the performance from Notre Dame. I mean. They could have at least made it a game. Yeah. And I was hyping this shit up. Like, so you don't think of them any different after this national championship? No. Than as far as Notre Dame. A week ago. Yeah. No. Notre Dame. I mean, they're still garbage. All right. So, <laughs> I, to be honest, I haven't even thought about that you think, until you just brought it up. I, I've heard a couple people talking about it. You think the rule should be uh, join a conference or don't come to the playoffs? Yeah, I think you should join a conference. I mean, I understand the money aspect of it and Notre Dame and all the alumni and all the, the NBC deal that they got. But some something's lacking where you get into these big games and you can't compete. Mm-hmm. So if we weeded you out before in an ACC championship game or any conference you want to join, if we weed you out, then we wouldn't have to deal with you. You can save that spot for a more deserving team. Yeah. So. But yeah, I, I do think they should join a conference. I, I agree because, <clears throat> I mean, I'm not going to repeat it. You just said it. Like, you see it come playoff time, you know, prove yourself in a conference championship, and then yeah, if you make it through that, there's nobody can question you. That's the thing. Like, nobody can question you, even if you get your butt whooped in the playoffs. You know, you won your conference. You're in there based off the season. Like, pe- people can't really question it. So, mm-hmm. they, they can maybe question the committee and what – why they picked the way they did, but they can't really question you because you handled your business. That's how I see it. So, all right. So moving on. <laughs> okay. So 
Moving on, before we jump into NFL, uh, you know, just real quickly, want to touch on there's definitely some changes going on over at Georgia, you know, so I'll let KK take that over. Yeah, so if you guys have been paying attention to the news, of course, you guys have heard our five-star quarterback, Justin Fields, transferred to Ohio State. Hate to see him go, but it's just one of those things that happen. When you start recruiting all these four or five stars, and they can't play, and I will, just, I will say you know, they, they decided to leave. I'm getting mad. I'm seeing a lot of hate on Justin Fields. A lot of just old guys being well, like, you know how it is. I mean, you can't. I mean, you came knowing you'd have to compete for the job, and if you can't compete for the job, I mean, you stay there, you get your education. Like, no, these guys it's got, not about education. These guys got so many years to play. Let him, you know, just like I'm not mad at Eason for transferring. Like, I get, you know, you're you're a three three star quarterback or something, and you know, you just kind of have to wait your place. You're the number one quarterback coming out of high school in the nation. You know, you can play anywhere else. He chose to came to Georgia. Gave us an opportunity. Like it's a mutual beneficial. Like we're, I'm happy he came to Georgia and gave it a go. From you know it made From push himself that much harder, and he was able to secure that job. I'm not super worried about oh if From goes down now what? Well now we'll have a backup quarterback like everybody else in the nation. Sorry we won't have the number one quarterback in the country as our backup. Boo hoo. Like let him let him go, you know, live his life. I have no hate, no ill will towards Justin Fields. I know a lot of people out there are really mad at him, but I don't know if it was my kid, and you know, you got three years because he he played this season. I mean, he got time on field. You know, if you got three years to go play and try to make a name for yourself to set yourself up for a career at the pro level which is all college is. People are go to college to try to get jobs. That's what these guys are there to do. They're trying to get life-changing money after college. Let him go, you know, do his thing at Ohio State. Hopefully we don't ever have to see them face-to-face. But And if we do, then no luck to you. But until then, I mean, I got no ill will towards fields. And I'll get off my soapbox. I've just seen, I've seen a lot of ugliness on Facebook that to me is just stupid. Yeah, so some more changes with the – UGA staff in December our defensive coordinator Mel Tucker he took the head coaching job at University of Colorado and news that broke yesterday Jim Chaney our offensive coordinator is now leaving Georgia to go to our rival Tennessee for that same position and we also found out he is now the highest paid offensive coordinator in the country so Tennessee wasn't playing around I think he's owed five point one. 1.5 million this year, 1.6 next year, and 1.7 the year after that. It's a three-year deal. I've also heard reports that Tennessee offered him. UGA matched the first offer. Then Tennessee came back with another offer, and UGA, Kirby said, nah, nah, fam, it ain't worth it. But interesting news that happened before this season, which I kind of always – I had a feeling that Kirby knew that this was coming. Before the season started – Jim Chaney was our offensive coordinator, and he made him co-offensive coordinator, and he promoted our wide receivers coach, James Coley, to co-offensive coordinator. For one, he did that to keep Coley. He's a great recruiter in the in the Miami area. And Jimbo Fisher, who's a new coach at Texas A&M, was calling for James Coley to, be, to come be his offensive coordinator. So Kirby said, hey, we need to keep Coley. Made him OC, or co-OC, so, as far as filling in Jim Chaney's seat, I think it's going to be James Coley. It's, it's an easy transition. He all right, he's been with the program all four years. I think it'd be I think it'd be really good. Also, filling in for the defensive coordinator, I actually just saw this news about five minutes ago. I had always thought Kirby Smart was going to promote within. Um, he's got a bunch of great candidates candidates there, but. Right now, the emerging leader is Derek Ansley. He's the Oakland Raiders defensive backs coach. Um, he coached with Kirby in Alabama. He's been with Nick on Nick Saban's staffs multiple stints. So that'll be, that'll be interesting. He's a young guy. I think he's only 37. So he kind of be really relatable to the players. But as far as UGA, man, uh, it didn't end on a it didn't end on a good note. Um, it was a great year. There was 
definitely some downs and you know we had we had Bama beat again and just couldn't finish. That's why I'm I'm hoping the the dogs and Kirby Smart is he's I hope he's getting in their ass for this offseason. I hope he we got we gotta just finish the drill. That's that was Mark Mark Rick's motto was just finishing the drill. And that's just one thing I feel like we gotta get better at is because I tell you right now, we are not scared of Alabama. But that's been the same story for the last ten years, man. We, <laughs> but it's different now because nah, I only say it's different now because for one, we made it to a national championship game. We didn't win, but we made it. But no, I, I feel like all this stuff. I know I saw a graphic. Uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago where Mark Rick and Kirby Smart in their first three years they have the exact same record. I think Kirby Smart's won maybe like two more games, but they have same record. Both have SEC titles and like two SEC East titles, so exact same thing. But the only thing that really s- separates them, in my opinion, is for one, we made it to a national championship, and the other thing is just the recruiting, the the rate, the the superior recruiting that Kirby Smart's doing. I think is really what what separates him and Mark Rick. But for one. It's still early in his tenure, and two, you can't just get him; you gotta develop him, and that's that's just the biggest thing. So I'm already ready for next year. Of course, I gotta wait what eight months. Yeah, eight. Yeah, it's eight months. Not. It sucks. Uh, it really does. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know what to do with myself now. But. And then, and then speaking of, you know, just going back to Mark Rick motto and everything. Do you guys say shout out Mark Rick? Just retired from Miami, so is he gonna stay in retirement? Who knows? I personally don't think so. Not for long at least, maybe a year or two. Somebody's gonna come around knocking on his door, but it looks like he just can't ever really get it going at Miami. I don't know if that you know, that's on him or just the program just think, is just in such he, shambles. I just don't think he was ready yet for because even when, when he when he left here he had said he was going to take a year off, a couple of years, but he jumped right into that job. I just don't think he was ready yet. And to be honest, I still think his heart's here in Athens. Yeah. Well, that's I the do. joke is he's going to move back to Athens and become a preacher. Well, see, <laughs> I was going to ask you, like, would you welcome welcome him back to the staff as far as the coaches? Uh, I don't know. Cause I think, first of all, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I probably would. I don't think there's tons of hate for him. I mean, I wished him all the luck when he left. He put our program in a good position. He yeah, never he could get the the big win, but he elevated Georgia over the years to be in a national powerhouse. Yeah, I could I'd be fine with him being on the staff. I think it'd be weird. I think there'd just be, you know, everybody will look at him as oh head coach against head coach versus like, oh, he's just a coordinator. Like, well see Here's my thinking. Yeah, as far as coming back and like, but he's obviously a good recruiter too. Like yeah, maybe exactly. that could take some pressure off Kirby. I mean, he brought Eason in. He, I mean, he's brought in top players. Yeah, over the see, years. I, I'm thinking not necessarily him coming in and being an OC or a position coach, just being like a player relations guy or yeah. you know all these different positions and a, they and got. An ambassador for UGA. Yeah, yeah, just all, just all kinds of stuff. They got all kinds of offensive analysis or all this other stuff or. Or hell, like you said, be, just be the team chaplain. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I would welcome him back. I like. I don't think any Georgia fan really hated Mark Rick. It was just there was frustration. We were, it was frustration, and it, it was time for a change. That's that's the only thing. That's like, what it is. At, at one at some point, things become stagnant if there's no progress, and we just weren't getting progress. But yeah, I heck, you know, I still think of a red F one fifty. I think of Mark Rick <laughs> advertising for Ford. Yeah, I don't think of Kirby Smart just yet. <laughs> But yeah, that was that's my little recap on UGA this year. Um, I'm yeah, like I said, I'm already ready for next year. Just it's just got to get here. All right. So that being said, we'll wrap it up for uh, college football. We'll hang our hats till I was about to say till next season, but really until recruiting and you know signing day and all that. Because KK can tell you every player just by looking at their face, what town they're from, <laughs> what offense their high school ran. So we'll get real into that, you know, here later in the year. But let's move on to 
something a little, you know, a little change of pace. NFL playoffs uh, first round was just this last weekend. So, KK, what what were your takeaways from you know first round of playoffs? Obviously, my Falcons didn't make it in. Um, basically, our you know preseason predictions for the Super Bowl fell hard. I don't know if you remember. We had Steelers Falcons. Yeah, we did, and that <laughs> was way off. They're not. They didn't even play last week. Yeah, so let's uh, let's just kind of talk about what happened last weekend. Oh man, I was really pulling for the Bears, and they just couldn't finish. For one, I just I've always hated the Eagles. I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, I was. The Bears were kind of like a Cinderella story, you know. They're kind of that great defense they had all year, and. Mitchell Trubisky really just having a great sophomore year. But you got to make the kicks. And I know I know the kick was partially blocked, but nah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate. I, I don't think the block affected it, really. It, no, it looked but, fine. You know, the NFL officially changed it to a block kick, but still. That's so the dude wouldn't give me death threats. <laughs> But I'll tell you one thing. Watch out for the Indianapolis Colts. That's, because so that was going to be my main takeaway. Yeah. I didn't expect them to win the way they won. Yeah. Especially the way the Texans finished out the year and the, the whole season they had. But Indianapolis Colts, Andrew Luck, he's got an offensive line. They got a little running game. He can get the he can get the job done. Yeah, and I'll say I've been one of the biggest, not Luck haters, just compared to you know all the hype when he was coming out of college. This is nice Peyton Manning. Um, I mean, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread type of talk. And then I get he's had plenty of injuries, but I've just never been like, oh, man, this guy is going to change the whole league type of deal. And, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but, like, five years ago, that's what it was sounding like. Like, oh, my God. This ain't yeah, look. it was. And so, then he, I've always thought he was kind of overrated. Like I said, I know injuries played a part, but I've still thought he was kind of overrated. Um, but I'm telling you. He's healthy. He's got an O line. They looked good. Um, that that was probably my biggest surprise of the the weekend. Yeah, I, I would say it was my biggest surprise as well. Another team you don't need to sleep on, but this is the team I think I'm pulling for, just because it's a guy who's been in the league for a long time and he's never been here before. Really, oh, it's probably who I'm about to say. Yeah. Phillip Rivers, yeah, yeah Philip Rivers, yeah. I'll say I, and I really like this Chargers team. They got yeah. a great defense. Rivers has always been able to sling the ball. He really, he mm-hmm. he always has. He's just never really had the team around him. And this year they've been clicking. They got a tough one this week though. They're playing the Patriots. That's gonna be tough. Yeah, um, you know how Tom Brady is, and <laughs> it's in Foxborough, so that'll be tough. That it's gonna be a, a really hard game. I don't, I'm not necessarily expecting them to win, but yeah, it would be cool to see Rivers kind of get one just he's just one of those guys he's just been in the league forever and he's yeah. always been solid like mm-hmm. he's always been pretty good and again, you know what he kind of remind like a matt ryan yeah like, like solid quarterback with not as good teams like he's yeah. never had the the talent around him that matt's had so that let's see the seahawks cowboys games I was hoping there was a way for both of them to lose. I hate both of those teams. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't like them very much either. I probably hate Dallas more. So, of course, with my luck, Dallas wins. But they got a tough one this week yeah. against Los Angeles. Now, okay, so Eagles, you know, they barely scraped by. Do you think they're as, as real as last year? They're not as real as last year, but New Orleans Saints don't overlook them because – they have that we've been here before. Now they're the underdog. Well, last year they were the underdog. Yeah, last they, year they, they were wearing like, the mask. They like being the underdog. But I, I just think New Orleans Saints are too much. I think New Orleans Saints are going to win the Super Bowl, and I think it's going to be fairly easy for Man, them. Man, Saints. I hate, dude, I hate it too. I, I hate the Saints. I, I absolutely like, hate so them. I'll give it to them. They have looked really good this year. And if I would love the Super Bowl was in any other town, I would just be like, whatever. They can win. I hate them, but they're going to win. Whatever. I do not want the Saints winning in Atlanta. All those Saints fans invading our downtown. Who that said they're going to beat them Saints? <laughs> I can't I can't do all that. And then they can always say, you know, they'll call this 
like New Orleans East. You know, they'll they'll act like this is their home field because it's the Mercedes Dome, just like theirs is. You know, like mm-hmm. they're gonna act like this is their home field. They want a Super Bowl here. I can't have that. <laughs> who uh, who would you rather win between the Saints and the Patriots? Patriots. You'd rather Patriots win? Yeah. I don't really like hate the Patriots that much. I mean, I just like them. I mean, they win too much, but it's not really a, a hate. Not like I have for the um, the Saints. Okay, so real quickly, there there's good games this weekend. I mean, this is my favorite time of the season. Yeah, I like this. I like this round better than the conference championships because there's just four really really good games mm-hmm. on. I think the one I'm probably most Excited to see. I think Rams are going to beat the Cowboys. I think I think the Rams' offense is see just that. too much. I got something for that. You got something for that? Oh, you want me to keep moving and then you'll come back to it? Yeah, because I, I, I was going right. to go through and like make picks and stuff. Okay, well, you want to go ahead and let's make picks, and then you can let me know yeah, yeah, we why I'm wrong. <laughs> All right. I mean, you might be right. I could be wrong. <laughs> I think Rams are going to beat the Cowboys. Of course, I'm, I'm always going to pull for, for Gurley. So... I'm excited to see what what they do, and I just don't think the Cowboys are that great. I th- think they're all right. Like I don't think they're a bad team. But I don't think they're a great team either. I think the Rams are pretty good. Um, Chargers and Patriots. As much as I hate to say it, I think Patriots are going to win. Mm-hmm. Like we both just said, it'd be cool to see Philip Rivers get one. But they're also used to playing on the West Coast. You know, nice weather. I, hell, I don't yeah, want to go. Up, be- I don't want to go up to New England this time of year, and I'm not playing a game. So, I think Patriots are going to take that. Eagles and Saints. I agree with you. Like, definitely don't overlook the Eagles. Here we go again. You got Nick Foles in the. Why don't they just make him quarterback? He seems to be the one, <laughs> you know, coming in. How's Carson Wentz just always hurt? Like, do, you, just like, think, do you think he's there long term? But, but this this is their thing. We We drafted him. Yeah, so you you almost you're entitled to that pick. I know, and so. everybody's just like, "Oh my god!" Carson I mean, that's a, that's an unfortunate thing, but you also got to look. Nick Foles has had his chance before. I mean, before this, yeah. when he was just a backup and filling in, and that's great. But I mean, I agree. I Maybe mean, this is I, a secret. Maybe you draft a quarterback, <laughs> let him play through the season, then have your other quarterback come in for the playoffs and win you a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. As of right now, I think Foles is better, but you also got to look too. Last year. Before Wentz went out, he was having a great year. I mean, he he played over half the half the season. Nick what, Foles. Just, what about this year? Yeah, I mean, this year he hadn't, but they haven't played that great either. They kind of snuck into the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. That's just crazy. Two years in a row, you can have your backup playing your playoff games. But I still I think Saints win that one. I don't think the Eagles are great, especially they barely squeaked squeaked by. They shouldn't have won that game last week, hmm. but they did. But here's to me the the most most fun game to watch. The Colts and Chiefs. Here you got, you know, Andrew Luck, like we just talked about, he's back, he's looking good against Patrick Mahomes, who if you just look at his face, he looks about thirteen years old. But he's out there putting up numbers that guys who've been in the league for years can't put up. I mean, I'm really impressed with the Chiefs and their decision to Go ahead and move to Mahomes, you know, because they've had Alex Smith. Alex Smith for years, and he's solid. We've always said yeah. he's like a game manager. He's not going to win, but he's as solid as it gets. They made that call to go to Mahomes, and, man, he looks good. Well, so, yeah, I mean, you look at Mahomes. This is his second year in the league. Yeah. And, and granted, he didn't play last year, so he sat behind Alex Smith. So this is his first year playing, and he – he should win the MVP. Yeah. I, I think if I had a vote, I would vote for him. And for one, I don't like Drew Brees. <laughs> but yeah, that, that game's gonna that game's gonna be real fun. That probably yeah. is the best game this week. Yeah, I think because that one could be a toss up. Like, well, I don't know though. Looking at I don't know, looking at the games, they all might be really good. The Colts and th- Chiefs I think though. The, so right now I'm going Rams over Cowboys. Patriots over Chargers, Saints over Eagles. Basically, home field advantage on every one. But Colts and Chiefs, I don't know. I can see that going. That's a coin toss to me. Okay, so here's my picks. We'll start off with um, 
Indy and Kansas City. For one, I don't have faith in Kansas City. Indy's on a hot streak. And I just have a weird feeling about these playoffs, man. It's just, it's just kind of this weird thing that I got going on. Kansas City, Pat Mahomes, you had a great year. They had a bye week last week. A lot of teams like it to get, you know, get healthy, get rest up. But a lot of these offenses, it can put a, a, a bind in them. They kind of get out of a groove. So, Indy has a good defense as well. Kansas City does not. So, I think Indy wins this one. Dallas at Los Angeles. Now, there are two teams I hate in the NFL. And that's the Saints and that's the Dallas Cowboys. But, and I love my boy Gurley. I love him. I love him in L.A. I I like the Rams, but I have no faith. You know they're playing in L.A. Yeah, in I L.A. I you know. They have... I mean, you saw Falcons went there last year, won pretty easy. Granted, it was a wild card game, but I have no faith in Jared Goff and Sean McVay in the playoffs because for last year, that great offense they had, they folded in the playoffs against the Falcons, which Falcons didn't have a great team last year. We we both know that. And Dallas is on a hot streak. And I look, man, I hate Dallas. I hate the Cowboys. I hate Skip Bayless because he's a Cowboys fan. But it's just one of those things. I think Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, they just got this little offense rolling, but their defense is so good. That's what scares me for the Los Angeles Rams. Their defense is so good. See, I take like I take Rams offense over Cowboys offense. I take golf and well, Gurley yeah, yeah, over I know. But Dak I, and but Zeke. I think but I think Dallas's defense is so much better that it evens it out and gives them the favor. Yeah, because I would definitely take the Rams offense over over Dallas's. So, Chargers at New England. I hate to say it, but yeah, you're right. New England, I think they take this one. I I think it's it's almost every year when the Patriots get in the playoffs, they, they Tom Brady will have a matchup, and it's like, man, they got a chance. And it's, it's always one of those games like, man, they're kind of in it, but like they never win. It's just Tom be, Brady just always wins. It's going to be cold. Tom Brady's going to dink and dunk because – it's cold. You don't have to throw a bunch of bombs. You don't have to rely on that. Patriots are going to play the Patriots game. You know, they're going to run it and they're going to throw out to the flats and, you know, just have <clears throat> little five and 10 yard gains and they'll, they'll win the game. They're Patriots. Yeah. So Philly at New Orleans. Remember I told you New Orleans shouldn't sleep on Philly. Well, it's not going to matter because New Orleans is going to win. But I think Philly will keep it close. I think they'll, but New Orleans, you know how it is. Man, when they go play in that Superdome, it's it's yep. mania. It's going to be loud. It's going to be crazy. And that's the thing. If I, they, th- I if think they, Philly stays in it for a little bit, but I think Drew Brees will. That's, if, if the Saints end up in the Super Bowl, which, again, are still two rounds away, those New Orleans fans, they travel to Atlanta already. Cause yeah. Well, most of them live in Atlanta already. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they do travel here a good bit. They travel here during the year. So, I mean, for a Super Bowl – Shoot, that's that's nothing. They'll they'll be here. Atlanta will look like New Orleans for a little bit, and I can't have that. All right, let's do something. All right, out of these eight teams that are left, what's your Super Bowl picks? I know we we Falcon had, Steelers. <laughs> we both had Falcon Steelers, but now it's our time. Now that we only have eight teams to choose from, <laughs> to make it a little bit easier, we can choose. Okay. I mean, I'll go first if you want me to. No, I'll go. I mean, I think we just kind of said it. I think it's – let's see. I, th- I think it's going to be – and this is like the obvious pick. So, like, sorry, I, I don't have any, you know, really cool stat that sneaks up on you, but I think it's going to be Saints and Patriots. They just both ha- have looked the best. And I didn't think coming in Saints were going to be this good. But Drew Brees this year has looked amazing. Alvin Kamara still – good like there hasn't been any fall off there I don't know they're they're playing way better than I expected them to this year maybe I, I mean I am biased I'll admit that but still didn't think they were going to be like a top team in the league so I think it, I think it's Saints Patriots just based off of how each team has looked all year I agree with you I mean it's just one of those things Patriots always find their find themselves there uh I'll say this a little bit. And the AFC, to me, is a little weak. Well, I was going to say 
AFC, especially the the Patriots division, who the hell do you play? You got the Jets, Bills, and Dolphins. Exactly. Like, come on now. And they dominated all of those teams. But it's not their fault either. So I wish the other teams would get their stuff together. That's the thing. It's not like, oh, man, the Dolphins have been really good. They just always get beat by the Patriots. Like, no, all of those teams have been (laughs) sorry. Yeah. They they haven't been able to do anything. That's why. Like, put a little bit of pressure on them during the season. We both know you can be a 7-9 team and make it to the playoffs, and all you got to do is hit your your stride. Because I don't think this Patriots team is that great. I don't think they've been great in a couple years. So, I think it's just they they know. It's like, well, we can lose six games and make it to the playoffs. So, it's like, but all you got to do is make it to the playoffs, then you can hit your stride. So, but then again, it's it's not on them. I mean, it's it's just the division and no one else wants to play football, yeah. I guess. But, no, I, I definitely think out of these eight teams, I don't think Eagles are even close to the same level. I just, yeah, I don't. I think the only other team that would even make it from the NFC would be the Rams. And at that point, I think the Saints have a better all-around team than the Rams. So, and a better, more experienced coach. I, yeah. I, I hate the coach more than I hate Drew Brees. I did too. <laughs> I, I, I just hate his face. I hate Sean Payton, man. But, uh, yeah, if it, if it wasn't Patriots or – if it wasn't Patriots or Saints, I'd probably go – Indy and Dallas. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, like that'd be fun. Like, yeah, I want to see. Would. I I hate Dallas, but I kind of want to see them in the playoffs just because I've been here in America's team since damn I was born, and they've never and I ain't seen them do anything. Yeah, y'all, y'all don't got Emmett Smith anymore. I hope. Yeah, or Troy know. Aikman or uh, Michael Irvin. Yeah, like like those days have been. I, I've seriously been here in America's team. I don't know why it's America's team because I don't see anything. But I mean, I would like to see them in the playoffs because. There's already a tons of Cowboys fans. Just imagine if they made the Super Bowl, and it's just everywhere. It'd be kind of yeah. crazy. So, yeah, that that's my pick. Yeah, not, nothing too special there. I mean, that's this is a fun time of year because you got the college football playoffs been going on, and then it just goes right into the NFL playoffs. And these rounds are, are a lot of fun. Like I said, my game to watch, yeah, th- this Colts-Chiefs game, they got – I will say the spread, New England and Chargers game is the closest one. They got New England at a minus four. Okay. So four, four point favorite. So, whereas Colts and Chiefs, they got Kansas City at five and a half. So, what's the Rams and Dallas game? Rams and Dallas, they got Rams minus seven. I'm telling you, man, that's. If I was, if I was to pick one upset this weekend, that, that would, could that be, would it. be it. I, I don't, I don't argue that. I think. That one's the closest it could go either way. But now, believe me, I, I would don't know. Love, no, Colts I would and Chiefs. Love, well, see, I was going to say that. Col- I think Colts and Chiefs is closer. I don't know why the Chargers-Patriots spread is so close. I don't. Because. I, don't I think just because <laughs> the experience. Phillip Rivers has been there. Like, I don't know. I think Colts and Chiefs, that's the closest game to me. I don't know. Anyway, let's go ahead. Anything else NFL before we uh, take off? That's it. All right, that's it. All right, well then, moving on. So it's that time. It's time for Last Call. KK, you want to explain to the people what Last Call is? All right, Last Call is just one of those things, you know, you're in the bar and you hear last call, then you're like, mm. well, you got to and you got to head to the bar and <laughs> wait in line to get your last drink before they close it, close it down, close our, close your tabs. Well, this is just a story we like to do to close down the show. Just it can be really anything. It'd be uh, politics, which we really don't get into, but we could um, entertainment we, or a sports story. So this week, I mean, we, we kind of both we kind of want to talk about. I guess very briefly, um, the latest championship that Atlanta, the city of Atlanta just got. Our Atlanta United won the 2018 MLS Cup. Um, it feels great. It, it was great to see all the news stations like broadcast this championship parade. Because for one, I was born in 1992. So I'm 26. I'll be 27 this year. I was three years old in 1995 when the Braves won the World Series, so I don't remember that. 
Now, I wish I did, but here's my thing. This is what I oh, this is what I feel like. I think Atlanta United breaking. I think they broke the curse of Atlanta in 2018 with MLS Cup. Here's my thing. I think yeah. they I think they broke the curse. I think the Atlanta Braves are going to win the World Series this year. Now, let me stop. But I do think it, it's huge for the city. I know we have so many uh, people that have backed this team now, if they didn't before, just kind of know that they are serious. But I do, I do just have this feeling like Atlanta, you know, we're always being hated on as far as being a sports town as – we're fair weather. We um, don't come to the games and all this other stuff. But I think it's just more because we're such a transient city. But having a soccer team that started here. So even if you're a, tra- a transplant from anywhere in the country, you were here when this team started. So you're almost like you kind of have a uh, an attachment to it. So you can kind of you really easily jump on it. And we're not a huge soccer town. I'll tell you that right now. So, but having the team be good, it makes it very easy. Like, I'll tell you right now, if the team was trash, I mean, I, I stay pretty in tune with soccer just from playing FIFA. I mean, he, you and me know that. But if our team was trash, I would not, like, keep track of them. I just wouldn't care about it. I mean, you and me, we've both been about four or five games just in the two mm-hmm. seasons. And it's a phenomenal atmosphere. But you're putting an incredible product on the field. And it's all credit to Arthur Blank and all that front office that are over there. A job well done. It felt great. I loved watching it. It was awesome. It, it, was, it, was, just a, it was just a good feeling. I mean, I can't wait till our Braves, my dogs, um, your Falcons. Hell, I'd love to see the Falcons win the Super Bowl. I would love that. So should I uh, just agree with you, or should I give my? Wait, you don't agree with the Atlanta United? I don't think they broke the curse. No, no, no. I mean, I. And here, let me just say what. First off, yes, congrats, Atlanta United. It was fun. It brought that energy to the city that you know I haven't seen since you know Falcon Super Bowl. Like that was the last time it was you know, that much buzz here right within the heart of the city. Cause we're, we're in the city, you know, I mean, you're, you live, you know, just outside the perimeter, you work in the city, you're traveling, y'all come in the perimeter every weekend to do stuff. We're right here. ITP baby. ITP. I'm about to be OTP, but that's another story. So anyway, OPP, <laughs> you down. <laughs> so anyway, Yes, the energy here in the city was awesome for Atlanta United. I mean, I got tons of people at my work where Atlanta United closes. It's kind of like, you know, the casual sports fan can still hop on to, uh, to United, like you said, because they just started. So it's it's was nice for everybody to be able to get on to the, to the not the bandwagon, but to become a fan because they're so new. Again, credit to Arthur Blank because he knew he had to put a good product on the field. Because, like you said, if, hey, Atlanta's getting a soccer team and, you know, there's all this big marketing hype around it and then they came out and they were trash, I don't think a lot of people really would have cared. But the fact that we were so dominant, it's a lot easier to get into it. That being said, I don't think they broke the curse for a couple reasons. One, they're not one of the big four. Like, MLS is still a second-tier league. Well, see, I think... You need that small tier, that small league to break the curse for the other guys. And I get that. And you <laughs> say that, but then how come you aren't crediting the Georgia Swarm that won the lacrosse national championship? I mean, that was just a little bit too small. Yeah. But look, I mean, they, <laughs> or like the, they won it two years ago. The Silverbacks. Like the, I mean, I mean, they never won anything, but I'm saying like. I don't even know what league that was, but we had the silver. Yeah, backs. I think I think it was like the MLS minor league. Yeah, but no, yeah. Look, Georgia Swan won two years ago, and then now we win. So but it's just getting here, that, here's the other other title flow going. But here's the other reason <laughs> I don't think it broke. Yes, they're new, and I, I feel like this team was a team on loan. And I say that because we 
we spent some money. Arthur Blank spent some money. And like I said, I give credit to Arthur Blank. I love that he was able to build a championship team. He was able to have them win in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Like, that was amazing to watch. I mean, that was awesome. It was – I was almost more emotional seeing Arthur Blank down on the field accepting the championship than I was the players. Just because, you know, he's – He's tried all he can with the Falcons. Like, I'm not. I'm saying I. I don't think he's been a bad owner of the Falcons. I think he's been a great owner. Um, with that being said, this team feels like it's on loan because we did spend so much for top top talent to come here, and we've kind of alluded to it before. The MLS, no matter how much we're into it, is like the G League of basketball. Or like Euro League, I think is a better way to put it, because you have Euro League teams that are really good, and you have some top talent on those Euro League teams. But then eventually, they still want to come to the NBA, and that's how we're probably losing our best players after this year, because they're about to go play in Europe for the best teams and the best leagues. So it's like this lightning in the bottle that we spent all this money for this great talent to get the you know, really get the interest involved in this team. And it worked. And I think, you know, we're all fans. And you go around Atlanta, you see Atlanta United flags everywhere. But I think, you know, now some of those guys are going to Europe. I don't think it's going to look the same next year. Our coach left, our manager, he left. And that's kind of what he wanted to do. He signed a two-year contract to come and build something great and then leave. And they said it wasn't under any bad circumstances, but that's just kind of what he does. So we're going to have a new coach, new players, it felt like a team that was like, we had this really short window to do it. We did it, but it didn't feel, I don't know. It didn't feel like they were homegrown Atlanta team. It was like, see, Hey, let, let's spend a bunch of money. See, let's get them here. We want it. And I'm not taking anything away. It was exciting. I yeah. still loved watching it. And I still got in all the hype. I don't know if it broke the curse for, you know, Falcons, Hawks, Bray, like the big, the big. Okay. Ones. So yeah, that's how your homegrown factor. Um, all right, Falcons, you know, they had a bad year. All right, so they – let's say they, they decide to make some big moves, like free agent. Let's say they go out and get a, a great right tackle. They get great pass rushers from all over d- – different NFL teams, different free agents. So, like, it's none of the players that they drafted. It's all bought. Let's just say they decide to spend a bunch of money and they win a, and win a Super Bowl. To me, it would be more like if they brought in Aaron Rodgers as quarterback and we – won a Super Bowl. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be ecstatic. I'm not trying to say I'm not happy. Yeah. I'm so happy United won and I love it. But all I'm saying is I don't think it broke the curse. And that's the kind of feeling it'd be. It's like if we brought in Aaron Rodgers and he won us a quick Super Bowl and then he, you know, he's Audi. I'm like, well, that's, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a, a Packer. Like that's what he is. He's not yeah. a Falcon. Like, <laughs> thanks for the Super Bowl, but I'm like that's I, that's more for the city. I kind of I, I kind of get what you're saying now. Yeah, and I'm not trying to like hate either. I don't yeah. want people to be like, damn, he he's undermining what United did because hell no, United is an awesome team. Like we were the best, and it was clearing away it, yeah, the best. Yeah, it really wasn't even that's, close. And that's what was so exciting. I was like, man, we're if I'm just watching that game and it's not my teams, I want I want it to be like four to four. I want yeah. an exciting game. United, I was like, hell yeah, we're dominating. Well, let's, let's. I was watching the match and I'm like, dude, these guys can't even step on the field with us. They couldn't like, even it like, was, stay close. They couldn't do nothing. So, yeah, again, shout out to United. I love it. So, and I hope you're right. I hope, you know, broke the curse. Atlanta's got some energy. We know what it feels like to have, have a championship. And, uh, I mean, all of our teams, I think, are trending upwards. You know, Falcons, <laughs> I thought this year was going to be a lot better. Yeah. Obviously, injuries, you know, can tear you up. Braves are trending upward. Like I said, they were ahead of schedule last year. Hawks, they're a ways off, but I do think they're building a pretty solid base with Trey Young and John Collins. And we got the whole NBA season to, to get into all this, so I'm not going to get into it. But I think Atlanta's on the up and up. I can, you can say it. Atlanta United fans, though, they're dedicated. You can't ever say, you know, they're in after the game and they're gone before the end of the game. You can't say they don't show up. Atlanta United fans has the strongest support section I've ever seen in any sport. Mm-hmm. They've got, you know, 
that true European feel. So shout out United. Congrats. But I'm going to miss Martinez. Yeah, I'm hoping somehow everybody can stay. But <laughs> you know how that is. But I, yeah, uh, real quick before we end. Yeah, but like you said, the players, they go over to overseas. We're kind of like the G League. I think that's an MLS problem. I think, for one, it's a money a money thing. Now I know it's like, man, it's the best talent over there. But if I'm gonna ma- if I'm gonna match that European offer and I'm gonna add, at least add some more money to that, they'll stay. I, I really do think that. So, but especially just, if I can match that offer and I can be MVP over here. Yeah, exactly. And I can I can win all these titles, all these. Um, uh, golden boots and like all this stuff, and I don't have to worry about Ronaldo and Messi over there. I'll stay here. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'll definitely stay here. All right. Well, that's that. United, congrats. Like I said, here going forward, we got football season winding down. We got NBA season ramping up. So we're in that that really kind of fun time of the year here. I know we've been gone for a while. We're going to try to get it a little more consistent. We've had, you know, like I said, lots of changes going on. We'll uh, let everybody into that here in the next few weeks. Uh, let people know what's going on with us while we're out so often. But that being said, KK, anything to tell the people, sports or not? <laughs> well, for one, uh, we're, we're both glad to be back. Um before we end, I just want to say follow us on Twitter at Ballers on Tap. Also, find us on the Apple Podcast app. Also, we have a website www.ballersontap.com. And for the Android folks, believe me, we've been looking out for you. We're on Stitcher. Look us up under Ballers on Tap. That's all I got to say. And that's it. Speak now. Forever hold your peace. He said, Forever hold his peace. This is E. Kells. My last word, go see Aquaman. Aquaman was good. That's all <laughs> yeah, I got to say. Yeah, it was real good. <laughs> so, all right. This has been Ballers. Actually, got him. One last shout out. Go check out the book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bad yeah, luck is yeah, what you make it. Uh, I'm, yeah, my bad. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, One of my good friends, he's like a brother to me. Um He's in the navy. Uh, in the navy, he actually played football for the Naval Academy. Middle linebacker, Jordan Drake. He actually wrote a book. Um, it's a bunch of short stories, kind of stories, stories about his life and his experiences. Um, also mixed in with some poems. He's a poet. In case you didn't know it, um, that was a rhyme. <laughs> that time, but yeah, um, bad luck is what you make it. That's the name of his book. Um, it's fourteen ninety nine on Amazon. So it's not a, I I got my copy. It's it's a great read so far. I know I'm mentioning in there quite a bit, so it makes me feel good. I, I plan on getting royalties too. So <laughs> Jordan, if you're listening, I'm being serious about that. But yeah, go ahead, check that out. Look it up on Amazon. It's also an ebook on Amazon too. So if you don't like the paperback, shipping and all that stuff. You got you the Kindle, get, you want to read on your phone. God, do they even make Kindles anymore? Yeah. Oh, okay. Amazon yeah, Fire. Yeah, Kindle, the Amazon Fire, yeah. So if you got you got any of that stuff, go ahead, give it a download, give it a look. We appreciate it. All right. So now this has been Ballers on Tech. <laughs>